Welcome to the session. There was once an individual who said, there's peer pressure, but there's also peer priority. Gee, where have I heard that before? (laughs) Where faith and life connect. I think I just heard a whole bunch of people yell amen. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah, I hope so. A time to explore issues facing the family today. Marriage is about what can I look at inside of me and take care of in me to offer to my spouse a better me. And where it's okay to laugh a little. It is so good to hear you say that, to hear someone else preach that message. It is. Well, again, for years, I've heard you preach it. (laughs) It's finally soaking in. (laughs) Yes, the celebration of success. (laughs) Welcome to the session on Rise FM. It is time for Faith and Life to connect. This is the session. I am Scott here with our life coach, Tom Russell. Today, we're going to jump into a topic actually suggested by Teresa. And uh, Teresa, we really do appreciate the the two emails and your two ideas. We kind of thought about it and they may work into one show. They may work into two. We'll kind of see how today goes. Absolutely. So one of her suggestions was to talk about forgiving and healing hurts of the past. And so that's where we're going to start and we'll kind of take it, see where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. All right. So before we dive into that, we're actually going to spend a little bit of time in God's Word, and you've got uh, two passages for us today, Tom. Yeah, I couldn't decide on one or the other, Scott, so I just picked both. You couldn't make up your mind. That's right. Okay, fine. So in Isaiah 40, verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. That is so critically important because our health, our growth, our safety, our joy is found in him. So his strength will help us get there. And then in Psalm 147, verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That it becomes very important. You know, this can cover a lot of a lot of things here. It could be, you know, something as simple as a broken friendship. It could be a broken marriage. Right. It could be something more intense, like a sexual assault kind of thing. So we're, you know kind of being more very blanket today. We're not getting deep specific into individual events here, but it's something that maybe you hope we hope can apply to what your hurt might be as mm-hmm. you're approaching, even as you're approaching marriage. You know, I know in prepare part of what you do in your premarital counseling mm-hmm. is you go through and you actually talk to people about anything in their past and you mm-hmm. try and get make sure couples are aware of things and it's it winds up being points of discussion and prepare yeah and, and so as we begin to look at some of the meat of today's show some of the things that, that will show up can be very empowering empowering that's that was the word i was looking for earlier and i couldn't come up with it so thank you <laughs> you're welcome all right so our first first thing as we dive in are excerpts from dr terry wardle on the damage of unresolved wounds and the risk and gifts of vulnerability. That's oh, true. there's there's a word being vulnerable. That's hard for guys. We, it we is. don't like to be vulnerable. Without question. Vulnerability is is so serious because we're not real sure what's going to happen and we don't have control. There it is. Yeah. There it is cuz as guys we want to be in control. That's right. Testosterone in us drives us to be in control. Well, see now when we grew up though vulnerability was at least where I grew up, a sign of weakness. If you kind of put yourself out there like that and you let certain things be known, it was, well, what kind of weakling are you? Exactly. Well, and just like tears and crying, 
Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Lois Drive in Battle Creek, Michigan. No, no, no. You did not cry if you were a guy. And folks, Scott uh-huh. and I are still working on that. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> no, and I almost wonder if that's a generational thing. Yeah, right. You know, because it seems like the whole feelings thing now, it's a sign of weakness if you don't share your feelings. Oh, that, yeah, right. Well, and so going back, yeah, I think it was. What was the impact of the Depression in the 30s tough yeah tough as time goes on it has been we raised generations of 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 that so now in in the here and now maybe also because there's more research on what's going on because technology has improved the ability to explore in the brain that sounds funny oh boy but the fact is that they have begun to understand and more current stuff compared to the 30s is the fact that emotions are energy. I think we're going to see as we get into Dr. Wardle, he talks about how it's it's internalized. Emotions being energy are internalized. Well, when that is, it impacts what's going on on the inside. And it's like if you were to check on how I feel and it's I'm afraid well, that's because that, that hurt has been in there for quite some time, and it hasn't worked its way out. And eventually, I think we may have talked about this over the years a couple of different times, that you bottle those feelings up, eventually you're going to Vesuvius all over something or somebody. That's right. And that's when it comes into prepare, mm-hmm. because you don't want that to happen on to your spouse. And so we talk about what to do there. We also talk about building the communication highway. There it is. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's dive into Dr. Wardle before we take any yes. more rabbit holes. Yes, Dr. Wardle notes, every loss in life dem- demands an appropriate season of grieving. Whether you've lost your favorite person or you've lost your favorite pen, grieving is a way in which we take the emotional upheaval and bring it to the Lord. If we don't let emotions up and out, come out before God. Those emotions internalize. They give us physical, psychological, and spiritual problems. All right, so let's break that down a little bit. All right. What are some of the physical problems that we can see if we internalize these issues? Well, for one, when we talk about stress, stress is the body's reaction to what what the mind mind is is thinking. Very good. We've gotten there. (laughs) Yes, we can celebrate. Yes. We got our celebration in Got one in early this time. Yeah. And so if the stress locates these little neuropeptides, they're called, they're, they're cells that transfer the stress or the feelings from the brain into the body, in my professional opinion, if they land in one location, say it's your heart, you're going to have heart issues. If it lands, say, in, in your stomach, well, enjoy your ulcer. Uh-huh. So there's some examples. Okay, now how about psychological? Well, in psychological, we want to look at things like depression. And this is where Dr. Wardle's research, I've always remembered, is so important. He has done a lot of writing about the correlation or connection between fear and hurt feelings. If you keep hurt in long enough and you don't let it out, it will ferment in there. And you'll develop a great case of fear. So let's explore one deeper. Let's go to the spiritual level now. So now let's put it in the context of 
spiritual warfare. And for those who haven't heard it, and we should define it again, the spiritual warfare, Christian psychology would say that every moment that exists in time is claimed by God and counterclaimed by the enemy on the battlefield of the mind. So, any given moment, you can be experiencing the love of Jesus and the enemy will go, you really think that's real? So he wants to create doubt. And if you feel strongly that you want to do something and step out in faith, he'll remind you of the disaster that will happen if you do. Or the the disaster that happened last time you tried it. Yeah. So what that will do then is it can create, let's, let's take the individual who's highly depressed and because they've kept it stuffed. Well, now they're thinking and they're more vulnerable, they're more open to the attacks that the enemy would bring in. Yeah. So we're starting to see an idea of how it all ties together. Right. And and we could be going back, you know, I saw I know some people that are holding on to unforgiveness or hurts from high school. Now in their 50s and 60s and they're still holding on to, well, you didn't go to prom with me. Uh, maybe it's um a spouse, or a, or maybe even a. I can see this really coming up in sibling rivalry. Oh yeah, from a brother and sister that maybe didn't get along so well, or didn't relate well together. That maybe they were just two totally opposite people. In the sibling rivalry, if you can get to a point where you heal, with my my brother, the fun part is my older brother, twenty two months older than me. He made life miserable <laughs> for me. <laughs> For years and years and years. And so we've worked through it. Life is good. I love my brother. He's really awesome. But now I have, for the rest of our lives, the upper hand in teasing him about, you know what you did to me? (laughs) (laughs) And my sister can claim that some. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. All right. So let's turn now as we're talking about forgiving and dealing with healing the hurts of the past. And, and let me say it again here before we move on to focus on the family. This was a, an idea suggested by Teresa to talk about, and we would love your thoughts. If yeah. there's something you'd like us to talk about, issues of faith, family, issue, you know, maybe there's an issue in your family you'd like us to talk about in a general sense without using your name, please let us know. Reach right. out. You can reach out to me, Scott, at risefmohio.com, and, and uh, Tom and I will take a look through it. So there's your kind of your commercial in the middle kind of thing yes all right so let's turn to some thoughts from focus on the family tom yeah and scott if you're familiar with the words of luke 418 you already know that jesus came to proclaim good news to the afflicted joy to the brokenhearted liberty to the captives and comfort to those who are crushed and bruised in spirit so We want to pray over and memorize that Jesus came to proclaim the good news. So this is like the first step that focuses on the family is talking about. And and I want to begin to lay out at this point, too. If you were to have a scale, and on one side of the scale is healing, on the other side of the scale, the scale would be out of balance if you only had healing it would, the scale would go clear to the bottom, the, uh, the healing side would go to the bottom, and there would be nothing up here on the other side to balance it. So this is where I think it really becomes powerful, that what balances the balance between the healing and feeling better and moving forward is the other side of the scale, which would be 
in, in being empowered in the Holy Spirit to take time, um, memorize those kinds of things so that on the battlefield of the mind, we can say the, the good news is that you came for the afflicted and bring joy to the brokenhearted. Thank you, Jesus, that you brought joy to, to us. Our God inhabits the praises of his people. You ever get a song stuck in your head? Oh, yeah. What do they call that, an earworm? Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I, I get songs stuck in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can blame it on anything from, you know, working in radio for all these years to just the music I've listened to or being a youth director or whatever I want to. But, you know, that's why we encourage you to listen to Rise FM what, right. as much as we as you can because it puts those positive messages, the messages of praise in your mind, into your heart, and you can hold on to those then. They become more a part of you. Yeah. Now those things can kind of get stuck in your head, and as you read Scripture, they come out. And I see songs in the Bible all the time. Okay, And I cool. actually have little notes. Oh, that went, that showed up in that song from the Newsboys or that song from Petra. Interesting. That, you know, and that kind of helps me in the battlefield of the mind when I can— when I can tag a song to an emotion to a scripture, right, that kind of helps me deal with stuff. Well, yeah, and so that's part of the the spiritual battle that goes on in the in your mind. And keep in mind that it's every every second that exists. Let's talk about Tom. If significant time has passed since the hurt, okay. let's let's say maybe it is a hurt from high school or a hurt with siblings. Yeah. If the memories aren't healed, normalizing would become the second step. Some would say, I probably should define normalizing. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, let's let's define that for those of us uneducated as such. Well, it, it's a form, I would say, of validating to say, you know, I get it. And, and you know, there are other people out there that have experienced the same thing you have. Almost an empathy? Yeah. But here's the thing. If you do that right away... Somebody has just been wounded, and you say, "Oh yeah, you know there are other people out there that that happens to all the time." What's your problem? <laughs> it's not going to go over very well. <laughs> but is there a way to say that differently so that it does come across in a positive way? That you're not alone. Maybe in what you're experiencing, you're not alone, and that opens a whole lot of stuff. For one. We serve a God who loves us. I mean, he loved us so much, he sent our son for us. And so now we have the opportunity to call upon our God. We can call upon the power of the Holy Spirit in us. So we're not alone there. But there are other people who have experienced this. And you know what? Sometimes they can be a help. So we want to be careful. But the point I think is important, that over time, we want to begin to embrace a vision that would say it helps to realize that in any social setting there are other women who have been abused is a th- something that should be said down the road at some point. If it's been been years, how these other people, how have they dealt with it? Do you realize that you could reach out to them, that you could also be a help to them and to help them heal? Because the strength in that unity I think the thing that that stands out to me as I'm hearing you say that is there is nothing, there is no hurt we have experienced that's going to throw God off guard. He's not going to go, 
darn, didn't think of that one. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Wow, <laughs> Tom, you really caught me with that hurt. Um, let, me, let me go. I'll get back to you on that. Let yeah. me sit down with the Trinity here. We'll work something up for you. <laughs> give you a white paper later, and we'll maybe call a press conference. Yeah, check no, your email. There you go. Check. <laughs> I'll text you about that later. Look at Instagram. It'll show up on X. You know, I'll, I'll do a quick video for you. <laughs> Nothing catches our God off guard. And there is a comfort you can draw from that, that God understands our hurts. You know, Jesus understood all those hurts because he experienced them too. You draw comfort from that. Yes. You're not alone. And and I think that's probably one of the biggest lies the enemy can tell us. Right. Is that, wow, you know, that's, gee, nobody else is dealing with that like you are. Well, and there's the lies again. More of the spiritual warfare that goes on. What we think creates feelings, and we follow the chain, those feelings then impact our behavior, what we do. So it really starts with our thoughts. Now, I don't want to minimize or neglect or not give value to what someone's thinking, but we want to realize that it's those thoughts that we are so aware of that are so painful. And we don't like it, but the tendency is to focus that and continue to blame the abuser, to blame the, the that whole chapter. And my life would have been a whole lot better if that hadn't happened. Yeah, that's true. But in the here and now, we can have control. We can heal. And that's so critically important. Part of that healing is bringing it out into, I think, as you've said it so many times, bringing it out into the light where Jesus is. Yes. When we bring it to the light, what makes that so powerful, when we're talking about it with people who love us, who care for us, who are safe, their acceptance of it, their approval of it, their affirmation of it, leads to the healing process. And it's really powerful. You keep it in here in the darkness, then the enemy has the full shot to try and impact what you're thinking and how you're feeling. And the upper hand. Yeah. And that's probably the thing that cripples more believers than any other. Right. Yep. All right. So another possibility in, in dealing with this hurt, you mentioned here a step of possibly journaling as yeah. a way to get those feelings out and express them. Yeah. And, and Scott, I thought this was really interesting as I was studying it. What would Jesus say to you if you wrote a letter about the abuse? If Jesus wrote you, now you're doing the writing, the victim's doing the writing, but what would Jesus say to you? And then when you take the time to receive that, it becomes really powerful. Now, you mentioned here if you wrote a letter about it and then you suggest Psalm 34, 18, so I thought it might be a good idea to to look that up and see what that verse tells us. So let's go there. I can flip the page, 3418. All right. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Your broken heart then, because you're receiving from him and you're experiencing, you're aware of how that hurt Jesus, that you were hurt. He hurt because you hurt. And that he would express his love, his acceptance, his approval to you in the journaling process becomes very healing if you pray first, ask Jesus to come into your presence, that you be aware of him as, as you write. 
And, and it's the potential there in the journaling process to release some of that energy inside that's had you paralyzed. And then you can find hope, you can find healing yeah. from that past hurt, even if it was 50 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as we continue on here about healing from hurts of the past on the session, just a couple of last thoughts here, Tom, in our last couple of minutes. You mentioned the tool of differentiation. Right. Okay, so explain that out for us a little oh, bit. Yeah, in the here and now, when there's an experience that can trigger a past memory and hurt, we want to tell the difference between the here and now. This is the year 2024. Oh, jeez. Oh, brother. <laughs> and back in, say, the year 2000 when that abuse took place. This is the here and now. And in the here and now, I have choice. I am a full-fledged adult. I can act on my choices, my decisions, which takes us from the victim of the past into being a survivor in the here and now. Funny you mention that. There was something I was dealing with several weeks ago, and I have, I know this may come as a shock to you listening, but Tom is very aware, I deal with a lot of anger. No. <laughs> What? Breaking news here. <laughs> Breaking news. Scott deals with anger. And it was after we had done a show and something came up and I just finally, I had had enough and I said, all right, Lord, today I choose to not. I choose this and I choose you. And in the immediate, I don't know that it, I felt that it helped, right? but I think in the long run, Right. As it's gone on, I found myself continuing to say when it would come back again, right. no, I choose. Is that kind of what you're saying with the differentiation? Is that you can, you now, down this far from the hurt, you can make a choice to handle yeah. it this yeah. way or that way? And because we look at the here and now, the difference that we're in the here and now, you do have the power to make that choice. And that becomes really good. So if we look more at that response that you had. Here's an interesting term so you can begin to get a handle on it. It's called the anger response. When something happens, what's our anger response? Is it one that whacks people? Is it one that is like, wow, he took that rather well. If Allison had a, an anger response that you weren't comfortable with, what would you say to her? Wait, maybe we can't put that on the air, <laughs> folks. I don't well, know. Allison is my granddaughter uh, yeah. with special needs, just to kind of give you perspective as you're listening, and is 17. She has an anger response to some things, partly because of the special needs and partly because she's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, there are ways that I respond, and I tend to do that with more patience yeah. than I would with myself. There. So how would you feel if the scale was more balanced again there, that you treated Scott in a similar way as you treat your granddaughter? Maybe I'm holding myself to a higher standard. I believe I should be able to handle it better than that. But see, that's a cognitive. Oops, that's, if we go back to that's our, your thought, look at how it impacts your feeling, and then look at how it impacts your behavior. You know what? There's some interesting vocab words we could study. Tom's vocab quiz. <laughs> One, I think, is called grace. 
And one is called mercy. We have, I think, just broken the surface of dealing with hurts of the past. There's a lot more I think we could say, but um, hopefully that's given you some basic tools to maybe start with today as you deal with maybe some of your hurts of the past. And if you find yourself maybe, you know what, I need to talk to somebody about this. I need to get these feelings out. (laughs) Talking with a life coach like Tom could be helpful. So how can they start a conversation with you? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. Then my email is tom.hccm at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us for this session. You can listen to previous episodes on the podcast network at risefmohio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about Tom Russell at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.